If you brought your Bibles, let's stand for the reading of God's word. And we're going to be in Philippians chapter four, Philippians chapter four. And uh, I probably, well, I say, I, I say that I promise someone said that preachers aren't always truthful. He said, why is that? He said, because they close five times. All right. They say, oh, this is going to be short. So I would joke and I would, you know, I would say I, I'm not like Pharaoh and I'm not going to hold God's people. But, uh, you know, we'll just preach the message that, that the Holy Spirit put into my heart. Um, how many of y'all have ever ex- uh, experienced brokenness before? Raise your hand. If you haven't, get ready. Because, because, because if you live life long enough, we live in a broken world, right? The scripture says that the whole of creation groans for the return of, of uh, Jesus Christ in in. We live in a broken place. And so when we look at that brokenness, a lot of times we shun that and we say it's ugly and we say it's something that we're ashamed of. And we certainly reap what we sow. But a lot of times God allows us to experience brokenness. Well, it's part of a sin cursed world and we 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 can't see the beauty in it. And so the message tonight would be called broken and beautiful. Broken and beautiful, and, and it's how the Lord has spoken to my heart and helped our family through some brokenness in, uh, in our life. And so I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to everyone's hearts this evening. The scripture says this in uh, Philippians chapter um, 4. Philippians chapter 4 and uh, verse number 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Sorry, be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I'll read that verse again. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And as we pray, and as we think about broken and beautiful, I want you to understand is that as God leads us through brokenness in our life and through things that we don't understand, if we can, if we can read these scriptures, and if we can practice what the Lord is teaching us, we can see the beauty in those in those things that God brings us through. And it's 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 not the beauty that we tend to think of. We think of the beauty of the hurtful thing that God brought on, you know, that, that came into my life. God took care of it and it's gone. We're not always promised that it's gone. Right. Brother Frank, we're, we're, we're not always promised that the thing that we so desire will be removed or will be changed. But. He promises Jesus that he'll hold our hand and he'll be there and his love will be so comforting. Right. So the Holy Spirit will comfort us. So let's let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And Lord, I pray that all of our hearts will be open and pliable. I pray that you would speak to this preacher's heart and speak to all of us. Lord, uh, we certainly live in a time where there's brokenness in our country and Lord, there are people who have faced that and we're going to face that. And sometimes we just put our smile and our church clothes on, Lord, and we say, I I just don't want to talk about it. I want to avoid it. But Lord, I pray that tonight as we look in the scriptures, uh, that you would encourage us to see the beauty and the things that you walk hand in hand with us in our lives. And Father, strengthen us so that we can have joy uh, 
because we have a God who loves us and comforts us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Hey, as we look at the scripture, I have to give you the disclaimer. Remember, I told you last time, now I'm going to walk around a little bit because I'm hyper, okay? But if you guys remember, we lived in the Philippines for 12 years. And so over there, in our area of the Philippines, when you say hello, you raise your eyebrows like that. Can you all do that with me? Okay. I get some people smiling, all right? And then if you point somewhere, if you say, where, where's the piano? Or like where uh, Hunter's from, where's the, where's the piano, right? You go like that, okay? You point the lips. So, you know, there's, there's, there's joy to be found in all the small little things and, and, and uh, uh, everywhere that uh, God brings us in life. But I was thinking about these verses and the scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. How many of y'all like to eat steak? A really, really good grilled steak. Are you, are you sad and broken and uh, uh, depressed after you eat that steak? Not really, okay? Maybe as you try to go to sleep and your stomach has, has grown, you know, a few inches, okay? But you're happy, okay? How many of you um, remember that day when you got a new vehicle or maybe the first time that you got to drive? Was that a joyous occasion? No, oh, yeah. My, might not have been a joyous occasion for the parent who is riding with you. <laughs> I'm just joking. Dixie Mae is going to be 16 years old on Tuesday. And we, we had a birthday party for her, for her Saturday. And uh, it's, it's an amazing experience to ride with her when she drives. Okay. I got really close to Jesus. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just joking. She's a great driver. Okay. <laughs> It's easy to rejoice when it's something that we're comfortable with that we want to be happy about. It's easy to rejoice when we say, yes, I can put my stamp of approval on it, Hunter. I like the meal that I had or I like the experience that I had. It's easy to rejoice, say rejoice in the Lord always. Yes, because it went my way. All right. But it doesn't always go our way. It does not always go our way. And the Lord says this, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And it says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. As God has led our family through some brokenness, and really, he, he's been doing that since the day I was born, because I lived in a Volkswagen van when I was born, and my parents were hippies. Y'all wear tie-dyed shirts. My parents sold those, all right? And then we, we, uh, I was taken from there. And from, from the time I was born to the time I was 18, I lived in seven different homes. And part of that time, I was homeless. I slept under, underneath the bridge. So I knew what it was like to be hurt and to be broken as a child. And when I became a Christian, I thought, yes, it's all going to be good, right? No more problems. Everything's going to be okay. I mean, no one's going to be mad at me anymore, okay? And, and everyone's going to be happy. And I thought, ooh, okay. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still learning every day. But the beautiful thing is that I have the Word of God, and I have a God that comforts me, and He holds my hand, and He takes me through everything in life. So the first part about uh, um, uh, being, being broken and seeing the beautiful part of it is knowing that, uh, that we can have, you know, no, this is deep. It took me four years of Bible college to do this, to figure this out. We can have peace through trust in God. 
They say, whoa, it's profoundly simple. Okay, simply profound, all right? We can have peace through trust in God. And it's not trust that he's going to make it happen our way, but it's peace in trusting that no matter what happens, Hunter, and no matter how he guides us, and no matter how he brings us uh, through, the, through our, our path in life, that he's a good God, and he's a loving God, all right? And, and he's a just God. And his children that he cares about, he's, he's going to sometimes chastise us and then and then he'll love us and he'll correct us and he does that because he wants us to have peace knowing that we trust him as a good father that we trust him so on that on that note as as i was thinking uh having having peace through trust in god we lived in the philippines and we were well god allowed us to do a lot of things we trained people for the ministry we got to start help start churches but one thing that we got to do was we were given this piece of property that was 150 acres. And uh, that 150 acres was worth several million dollars and it was up in the mountains. And we were able to help build houses for some homeless people. And we were, help, we were able to help uh, uh, farm and start businesses for them. And you, you know what the first thing they said when we got there? They said, oh, Pastor Mike, he's a Christian. They said, Pastor, is your is your farm, and I said, well, that's the first problem. It's not my farm, it's God's farm. But they said, hey, is your farm going to look like the Garden of Eden? And I said, no, no. How many of y'all are planted a garden before? How many of y'all are ever farm, all right? They said, oh, we know God is with Pastor. He will have nothing that will come and will bother any of the crops. He will have the best maize, the best corn. He will have the best papaya. He will have the best uh, sogging, the best banana trees. And I'm thinking, I'm just scratching my head. I'm thinking, Lord, do you, do you, do you hear them? Do you hear the, the, I said, well, this is amazing because they think really good things about you, Lord. And so do you know what that did? It put a little bit of pressure on me, put a little bit of stress. It shouldn't have, right? Because it's not my farm. It's God's. So, but I was praying for the people to get saved. And uh, I, was, I was praying that they would understand, uh, you know, who God is. And I could share the gospel with them. So I said, well, Lord, can you give me peace? And can you make this as beautiful as you want? I know it's not going to be like the Garden of Eden because we live in a broken place. And the Lord said, just trust me. Just trust me. That's a loaded answer. <laughs> just, just trust me. I said, okay, Lord. So we planted our vegetables. Uh, we had different groups that come over and we plow with what's called a carabao, which is like a, a big old water buffalo. Y'all, y'all, y'all seen those? Landon, come here. They call him or He's the white monkey. <laughs> That's just who he is. And so Landon would get out and is uh, in in you know, in his flip flops and uh, he'd, he'd be out there and, and, and he grabbed that carabao and he'd and he'd uh, plow with it. And we go up and down the rows and we go and we plant corn. Alina said, hey, dad, I think this is going to be the best looking crops that, that this place has ever seen. I said, all right, Lord. I said, my son has the faith, so I believe it's going to happen. So we prayed and we planted all of that and uh, and we prayed and we prayed. And I said, Lord, I know because this is a special place and because these people think it's going to be the Garden of Eden, Lord, you're not going to bring any pests over here. And you're not going to bring anything that would, that would mess up the harvest. Because I said, Lord, we're not trying to build a swimming pool. We're just trying to feed people who haven't eaten in days. And we should see them. Their wrists, some of the kids are about this big. You, you can sit down now, now buddy. And so, and so I would pray and I say, Lord, please. And I remember the scripture that says, uh, 
Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known, be known, be made known unto God. So we did all that. I said, Lord, I'm practicing what, what uh, you've uh, showed me. And I said, I, I put it in your hands. And guess what came? No problems, right? Is that what you think? Is that what happens in your life? Huh? <laughs> no. First thing that came were these, were these uh, moths. Well, you know, my children thought they were butterflies. They said, oh, dad, look at all the butterflies. And I said, yeah, look at the butterflies. We were growing cauliflower and they would go through there. A few days later, we'd, we'd have worms crawling up and they were eating everything. And I said, Lord, have you not heard the cry of the people? They said it's supposed to be the Garden of Eden. I, and I wasn't being disrespectful, but I said, do you realize your name is on the line? You know? And God said, Oh, no, you just need to trust me. So I kept praying and I said, OK, Lord, I uh, give it to you. So we had the butterflies. We had the worms. We had these things called appan appan, which are like I call them locusts from way deep within the earth. And they would swarm. And then we had the snails. And so I was looking at the scripture and I said, Lord, I want to have peace. You all ever been there before? I know what you've told me in the Bible, Lord. I know that you well, Jesus Christ experienced the most brokenness that, that any man could ever have. I mean, do you believe when he was hanging on the cross that uh, it was a broken time? Yes, yeah, body was mutilated, but it was also beautiful because he was dying on the cross for, for, for our sins. So I said, Lord, whatever this is, why, why ever you brought these in here? I said, Lord, I just give it to you because it's not mine. And I said, Lord, just what, however you want this farm to go, if you want the people to starve, then I said, I'll figure out a way to feed them. And uh, he was just teaching me and uh, he was teaching me. And uh, finally, to make a long story short, uh, I came to the to our um, church service one day and God put this scripture in my heart. And I told our congregation, I said, your pastor has been called to preach something. It is very, 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 very hard for him to live. And he said, why? Because I said, I love you and I don't like to see it when you see when you hurt. I said, I love you and I, I don't like it when you're hungry and when you have pain and when I can see on your face the challenge and turmoil, but I can also see the joy in front of that. I said, it's just very hard, but your pastor is going to love you and, you know, this, the farm that I wanted to be perfect and I wanted to provide and feed all of your children and get your, your uh, schoolwork. I said, it's not what I thought, but I said, it's God's. And you, you, know, you know what they did? They gathered around me and they, uh, they gathered at the altar and they said, they said, it's okay, Pastor. They, they said, uh, as they prayed, they say, even if we have to go hungry, if you can see God's glory and if you can trust God and if you can have peace, it's worth it to us. I was so humbled. I said, oh, Lord, through the brokenness, I thought the brokenness, I thought this was the problem and that was the problem. And can you get rid of this and can you fix that? And all the time, God was saying, this is the beautiful thing that I'm doing. And at, at the end of that, um, they said, Pastor, you know why uh, we love you? And I said, why? They said, well, first we thought you had a lot of money and then we realized you don't. <laughs> right? They said, and then we realized that you loved us. They said, but your love couldn't fix all of the problems. They said, now we see Jesus because you suffer just like us and you have problems just like us. And yet, and yet you uh, keep on going. So God can use the brokenness and God can use the heartache. To close that thought out, 
at the end of that and at the end of the service, we went home and we, and we prayed and uh, we had all those pests still around there. And uh, my friend called me and says, Pastor. I said, yes. He goes, Showers of blessings. I said, what's the showers of blessings? He goes, we got frogs everywhere, Pastor. And I said, am I Pharaoh, right? That he would send all the plagues as if we just gave this to us and everyone comforted. He goes, no, 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 Pastor, it's a blessing. I said, what is the blessing? He said, just come up here. So I, I drove up. He says, listen, Pastor, we're hungry people. He said, you have the locusts and you have the worms and you had all the butterflies and you had everything else. He said, you thought it was a curse and you thought it was God um, not wanting to take care of the people that you love. He said, but guess what? The most blessed farmers in the Philippines have frogs. And I said, why? He says, because all those insects that are bothering you and, and are bothering the crops, he goes, the frogs eat them. He goes, and then we get to go frog again and then we, we get to eat. <laughs> and to this day, the frogs are still there and there's no more insects. There's nothing bothering the crops. And when they get hungry, they just go frog again. All right. So God can give us peace and he can show us the beauty of our brokenness if really it's, it's, it's just trusting him and not trying to micromanage that. And then uh, moving ahead quickly, scripture says this. It says, finally, brethren, in Philippians chapter four and verse eight, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are uh, just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, how many of you have had a loved one who has hurt you very deeply or someone you care about? Right? Oh, yes. If it hasn't happened, it will happen. Don't point fingers. OK, don't nudge your spouse. There are things that happen in our life and there are things that God allows us to, to uh, go through and those things can be very hurtful, it can be very painful. And Landon, if, if we're not careful, God, we, can, we can give ourselves over to bitterness and anger and rage and vengeance and think, well, someone has to pay for the way they make me feel. You know, imagine if Jesus would do that to us every time we hurt him, every time we grieve him. Well. Everything you've done, Hunter, imagine if God comes up and says, oh, I'm just going to pay him back. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Well, that's why he died on the cross of Calvary. But can you imagine if every time he was just, okay, I'm going to show revenge. I'm going to come and do this. He shows love. He shows grace because his kindness leads us to repentance. He wants us to repent. And he does chastise us and he does bring us back into relationship with him. But he tells us it's not ours our way to take that vengeance. It's not, it's not our right to take that and to force that, that wrong to be made right. And in the Philippines, we, uh, I love the people there and I've had an amazing time, but there's, there's a lot of corruption there as there's a lot of corruption here, right? If you go, if you drive by, uh, well, I gotta be careful. I don't know if anybody works for the state, but over there, if there's construction on the road, we call it corruption because <laughs> it's usually someone who wants to get elected. Right. And, and they're and they're trying to construct that. Uh, but there was a time where my wife um, was held at gunpoint in the uh, Philippines for a man that was trying to steal part of the part of the property that God had gifted to the uh, the uh, 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 where, you know, to the church where we were working. And through a set of circumstances, he he thought we were there. 
um, um, not to love him and take care of him, but you know, you know, he thought we were there to, to destroy him. So he came after us and I know y'all prayed for Victoria. She faced almost being in jail for uh, how many years? About eight years. All right. For, for a man accusing her of calling him, um, you know, you know, a squatter and she had never met the person before. So it was just confusing. It was just a spiritual war. All right. And so we, you know, she faced those death threats and we faced all those circumstances. And uh, that man, finally, by the grace of God, he uh, as we went to court and, and, and as we prayed with him and as we talked with him on uh, the day that we went to court, he, 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 he was weeping and he said he was sorry and he said he was wrong. And he said, please forgive me. And he said, by the way, the priest is asking me for help. And I told him to go ask you guys for help or maybe you can help the people around here. And we just had to endure and we had to think good thoughts. And, and uh, as the scripture says, whatever things are honest, whatsoever things are of good rapport, think on these things. As you know, that man, he lived just a stone's throw from our church, like from here, from the sanctuary over to the house where we're staying. And so after the, the, the fact that he had held my wife at, at, at gunpoint and tried to put her in jail, we still got the lovely opportunity of driving by him every day we went to church. And every time we come. And on good days, I can tell you it wasn't a problem. I loved him with all my heart. But on the bad days, I had to pray. And I said, Lord, help me. Because I remember the emotions that my wife felt. And I remember the, the, uh, the terror and the fear that she felt. And I said, Lord, help me to love somebody. And he says, well, just, it's easy, Mike. He goes, love them just like I love you. <laughs> he says, I loved you a lot and I've forgiven you a lot. And so not only do we have peace through um, uh, trusting in God, but we have peace through pure thoughts towards our brothers and sisters in Christ, towards people who hurt us, towards people who do wrong things. And we can have beauty through the brokenness when we learn to get that peace because what, what does Proverbs say, Brother Dunlop? Love covereth a multitude of sins. All right? uh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been praying for y'all a lot because I know that you're used to like going 24 hours a day, all right? And what you love to do is to preach and, uh, and to hold uh, services for young people and just anything that you can do. And God has had you since February <laughs> living out the song that she sang, all right? That is the most, if you don't realize, it is the most difficult thing to do, to know you're created to do something and to be willing to just, just, who cares about a house? Who cares about a car? Who cares about anything? Just let me get up and preach. Let me go and love young people. Let me go and do this. And to be restricted from doing that is one of the hardest things in life. It takes so much faith. It takes more faith than, than jumping on a plane and going out to the middle of Africa and sleeping in a dirt house because, hey, that's cool. All right, God's going to take care of me. It takes more faith to say, you have to wait right now and you just have to be right here and you have to trust me. I don't know why the Holy Spirit just uh, spoke to me about that. So finally, and this is finally, I told you that preachers always say that they that they're going to close five times. But I promise this will be it. All right. If you're still with me, say amen. amen. All right. Finally, the scripture says this. and We'll be done. Verse 12 says, I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry both to abound and to suffer need. And this scripture says this, 
I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Say that with me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We like to read that one verse, but we don't like the uncomfortable things that come before that verse that makes it so real to us, right? It'd be great. It says, man, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And some people take that out of, out of, out of context, you know, so they'll go around and they'll say, uh, you know, I'm a, you know, maybe they're like a champion weightlifter and they say, I'm going to lift however many pounds and I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's not what Jesus is teaching us there, right? Or, or as someone's going to walk the tightrope across Niagara Falls. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. That's not what he's teaching us there. He says, the Apostle Paul, I know how to be abased, which means I know how to survive off nothing. I know what it's like to have everything stripped away. You realize the Apostle Paul, as he was preaching about Jesus Christ, he had a band, a group of people that followed him from city to city, from town to town. And their sole mission, their sole mission was to destroy him. Right. That happened with Jesus, too. And Jesus promised that would happen to us. And so, so many times, uh, you know, uh, we see the the uh, disciples and, and we see the Apostle Paul. They were they were they were beaten. They were ran out of cities. They knew how to be a base. And as a Christian, we have to know how to live that way. But also I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And as God leads us through brokenness, we can see the beauty. If we'll rest and we can have peace. By being content, by being content in God's love through our situation. Right. Not not. Not saying, Lord, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when you put a wall in front of me, a concrete wall, I'm going after it with a jackhammer and I'm going to destroy it. <laughs> no. And it, it's also not giving up and saying, I'm going to lay over and just play dead and just roll on the ground. It's saying, Lord, if you want me to be full, if you want me to be hungry, if you want me to have more than I need to give to other people, if you want me to beg for the meal that I have to have to be able to feed my children tonight, I'm going to, I know that uh, as the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to just fall down. I'm not going to just say, I don't love God anymore. I don't love Jesus. Or, hey, I don't like what so-and-so said to me at church, so I'm not coming back anymore. I'm going to go find somewhere else. No, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me because, because he's a good God and because he walks with us hand in hand. And uh, we find contentment in just resting in him and really surrendering. That's the hardest thing for uh, where young people to do spouses. You can say, you know, ladies, you can say that's the hardest thing for men to do sometimes. Right. It's surrender, surrender and to relinquish control and to say, no, I know that I have an internal GPS and I know everywhere to go in the country. But, you know, sometimes we have to admit we don't, we don't really know where we're going. Right? God is saying there is that sometimes I will allow you to have more than enough. Sometimes I will allow you to have uh, you know, uh, maybe just enough so that you depend on me. Sometimes you're going to experience loneliness. Sometimes you're going to experience brokenness. Sometimes you're going to be so, so, feel so happy and so excited. Like Lennon, he says he thinks he can jump over a, um, you know, a, a, 
a skyscraper like Superman, you know, in a single vow. Right? We all have those different emotions. And what Jesus is telling us and, and what God is showing us through the scripture here is that there is beauty through the brokenness. Remember, the first thing was peace through what? Trust in God. Yeah. I didn't learn that in Bible college. I didn't learn that through all the classes that they taught me. I learned that by failing or in my mind failing. But God saying, hey, you stumbling is the greatest thing. It's the greatest gift for you because then you realize I'm everything and you're nothing. So that and then and peace through pure thoughts and loving our brothers and sisters and the people around us because Landon, Hunter, Jacob, Kenneth, not everybody's going to like you. You're not going to like everyone. Don't go looking for enemies, okay? But love the people around you. Just love them because we're all wired differently. We're all created differently. We all think with our different cap on. And then finally, just being content with what, you know, how Christ leads us in our life. That's the message that God put on my heart. And you say, why? Well, don't ask me. Ask the Holy Spirit because it's his message. All right? You know, Hunter said, man, you know, I, you know, I get to hear you preach tonight. And I said, I hope you don't get to hear me preach. I hope you get to hear what the Holy Spirit has to has to say to us. And uh, you may be facing something tonight that you just feel like giving up. I can guarantee you, I felt like it yesterday. We had a birthday party for Dixie Mae and we were there cooking hamburgers and hot dogs. It got so hot that my cell phone said, say, like it had an emergency signal where if I didn't put it down, that uh, like the, the battery was gonna overheat and explode. And so I said, okay. So I crawled into bed last night and I said, Lord, I can't get up tomorrow, Lord, but I know I wanna go worship you. So that might be you. Or you might be sitting around thinking, I ain't got no problems. I don't know what these people are talking about. And my hat is off to you, okay? If it's that way, maybe it's because you're so complete in Christ and you're so content in him, you don't see anything else. You just see the beauty. But for whatever it is, I want to I pray for you and then Brother Frank's going to come up. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. and I love you, Lord. Lord, I love all the people here in the sanctuary. They're my brothers and sisters in Christ. I know in life we face things that are unexpected. Sometimes I've tried with my whole heart, Lord, to just honor you and glorify you and do the thing that I thought was so just what you created me to do, only to realize that, yes, I was doing that, but I just needed to trust you because it wasn't in my power, Lord. It wasn't in any ability, wasn't any speech that I could do. And so, Lord, I pray for all the people here. There are some people where they don't have a problem in the world. There's other people where they're just, Lord, they're just dying to get going. They want things to be how they it used to be in their life. Help us to be complete in you, to know that we can do all things through Christ, which strengthen us, us, Lord, because of the promises in your word. And Father, I love you. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.